Hey guys, it's another week, it's another episode, and it's just me here today. Uh, just me, Julia. Um, also, if this sounds a little different, it's because I'm in a different space. I'm in my art studio recording, which feels appropriate. However, um, our closet that I normally record in is a bit less echoey, so that's why I typically record in there. So hopefully this sounds okay and um i'll do my best i want to bring you guys the best audio quality possible obviously um but we are back to our covid ways where um my boyfriend kirk is working from home again so he he normally sits in the closet which i know sounds weird but we have a, a massive closet for some reason in our apartment um it could honestly be another bedroom it's kind of ridiculous and uh, we have a desk set up in there, so that's where he normally works. So um, I have been exiled to just my art studio, but it's okay, we aren't mad about it. But you're also wondering, okay, like, like okay, cool, Julia, but why are you why are you alone this week? Where, where, where's Aaron? You know, I know you guys like, you guys like me, but I'm sure you're wondering like, okay, how are we gonna listen to 40 minutes of Julia, just Julia? Well, um, the reason Aaron is not here is because she just got a new job, which she's gonna, on the next episode, um, tell us all about but she got a new job, which is super exciting. We're really happy for her I, She's really excited about it. It's a great company with really good people um, And she's been applying to jobs for a while now So we are very happy for her um, But I wanted to give her a week off to get settled in with that and on top of that um, Because you know a new job wasn't enough already. She is moving um, That has also been as you might have heard I can't remember if we've been talking about on the podcast But Erin has been in the process of moving with for like six months now <laughs> They originally had a place and that kind of fell through and then they found this new place um so finally that's happening but it's kind of all happening at once so we want to give her some space so this week i'm taking over and um, i'm gonna be giving you guys some tactile advice this week um i was contemplating what to talk to you guys about um and i was thinking over just like recent experiences and things i've learned from and i think it's kind of cool to do these episodes where i just kind of talk to you guys directly about like what I'm doing, what's working, what's not. And I want to talk to you guys about a launch, launching a new series, a new product, um, a new, you know, maybe you're doing classes, like any kind of launch, how to launch something. And I, um, I'm no expert on this, but I just did one. So I wanted to talk through what I did and what worked well. Once again, I'm not an expert, but I have, I didn't feel like I learned a lot doing this. So I think this might be hopefully helpful um, for you guys to hear um, firsthand. So I launched on Black Friday, a new line of floral ornaments, which, uh, and as well as some other floral watercolors and acrylics. Uh, but the floral ornaments was kind of like what I pushed the most. And uh, that went really, really well. I was kind of like, so that's what I'm kind of doing right now is I'm like thinking back, okay, like, why did that work? What worked about it? How could I have improved it? So I'm in real time going to just go through basically analyzing what worked and what didn't with you guys. So I honestly kind of pulled this together a little last minute um, and it worked well. So this is proof that like, you don't need like months in advance to have a successful launch of something. If you are just efficient and you are good about marketing and you are um, clear in your communication, like you can have a successful launch in as little as like a week or two, um, which sounds kind of nuts, but I am nuts. So <laughs> here we are. So I was doing a bunch of custom ornaments and I got a lot of custom ornament orders. However, 
I really wanted to be doing these floral ornaments and I kind of expected that people would just like ask me to do them, right? Like I was like, that's what I do. I do a lot of floral stuff. I'm sure I'll get a lot of orders for custom ornaments that are just flowers. But to my surprise, like I didn't, like I think I got like only two floral requests. Like everybody else was like custom things like ornaments with dogs on them or like a place on them or a logo or whatnot. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Like people, people wanted like the suit, I guess people really want super custom stuff. And while I'm happy to do that, it kind of like threw me off guard a little bit because I'm like, that's typically not what I do or it's like not what I was expecting to, for people to want from me. So that was really interesting learning experience was when you offer something custom, people, you know, <laughs> obviously customize it. Um, so, but at the same time, it's also important, sometimes people don't really know what they want. So here I was like, okay, people know I do floral stuff and I was just expecting them to know that they would want floral or floral ornaments from me and expecting them to know what that would look like. And I made that assumption like incorrectly, right? Like I didn't have any real solid examples. Like I had only a couple. Um, and so people, you know, you are the artist, you are the maker. People need to be led to water. <laughs> you need to show them. Um, they aren't going to make the leap for you. So I, I think I learned a lot in that, um, I was successful with the custom ornaments, but I had to like launch myself in, in a new direction to do these floral ornaments. Um, kind of last minute, well, I think it was maybe only like a week and a half ago, I was uh, a week and a half ago from Black Friday, I was like, oh, I sh okay, I'm gonna do a floral ornament launch. And so I started painting them. So it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. I don't recommend doing this. I'm gonna do, <laughs> I'm gonna definitely give myself more notice, give myself more time to actually create these floral ornaments and kind of think through more thoughtfully, like which ones people, you know, what sell that, what sold out first, like which ones do people really gravitate to, which ones, um, you know, do I feel like, you know, just really embody my style the most. Um, this was a bit of a rush job. However, I'm really happy with how they turned out. So that being said, don't don't give yourself like don't be as last minute as I was. I would recommend giving yourself at least a few a few weeks. You know, I I would recommend giving yourself depending on how fast you work and what you're making, give yourself at least 3 weeks. Um because I felt like I was a little bit I was not a little bit, a lot of it frazzled um and was working a little tirelessly. So definitely give yourself some time. And my first bit of advice is Okay, so as I just specified before, I had a specific idea in mind that I thought people would just ask for, but they weren't, so I had to define it. So de define a very specific product that you are launching. Define it and show it. So you need to communicate it in a couple of ways. So one, you need to talk about it. Maybe you are in the process of working on them yet and you don't wanna show them. That doesn't mean you can't start talking about it. That doesn't mean you can't start posting on your story and ask, give, you know, have a poll. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, like how powerful I believe polls are on Instagram stories. But that doesn't mean you can't start talking about it. it doesn't mean you can't go on, um, a, you know, on your story with your face and talk about how you have this idea um, for a launch of these floral ornaments and you think they're going to be awesome and you're really excited about them. Show enthusiasm for it and kind of let them in on this process of this like idea of you know what you're gonna be creating and kind of guiding them through also not just the end product 
but the process they want to you know obviously you don't have to like show them every little detail of the process like they don't they don't want to necessarily see that but they want to it's kind of cool to feel like you're a part of the creation process or that you have a little bit of a peek inside so start talking about it early and then when you do have some product you know product that is um complete or a painting start teasing them with it don't maybe post on your feed but post on your story like in progress a little picture of it like do you guys like these and now here comes like the poll thing so i think it's super important in the process of this launch to start getting feedback early um this will help guarantee that when it actually launches that it's successful right it's like it, you know if you wait until like after the fact after you've launched to get feedback um that might be too late right we have this luxury now where we can have a direct line of communication with a lot of our customers so why not use it why not even if you don't have a poll but you want to get like really honest feedback maybe you have some like customers that like are very consistent um who are kind of like day one people and you really trust them or maybe you have a patreon um where there's a lot of other people on there who are very like committed to your work pose these questions directly to them um be like hey which of these ornaments and make it fun don't just be like asking hard questions but like hey okay if you had to pick between these two ornaments which would you which do you like better um, I didn't necessarily, I didn't actually do this. So <laughs> I'm speaking in hindsight. I think next year I will do this um, because I think I see the power in it now um, because just through even doing, I did polls a lot where I was like, are you guys interested in ornaments? Do you want floral ornaments? And I got a large response and I, and then I did a couple other questions regarding like, you know, how many you'd want and such. So just kind of also gauging interest is going to a make you feel more comfortable um and also it's going to give you valuable information so that maybe you also know like quantity wise how many you want to make like you don't want to obviously make a hundred and only sell 20 and now you're stuck with 80 things that you don't want so if you could gauge interest and you know like quantity wise how many people are answering these polls consistently how many people are dming you about this like you can start to get a number in your head of like you know that at the very least you will sell this and then make 10 extra um so this is all like i said before we're in a day and age now with like a, as a small business we kind of have the, we have actually a luxury that is better than a lot of these bigger companies where we have this like really intimate relationship with our customers um and this is something that i think we i don't know if i i didn't think i'm not sure if i thought it was a bad thing but i just didn't understand the value of it i was like oh this is because i'm small time that i have this you know people are actually messaging me why can't people just go through my website and buy it and now I'm like really actually grateful and excited when somebody DMs me and wants to buy something because it's a, it's a moment for me to A, connect with them, show my personality, um, say directly to them, thank you, and like create like an actual relationship with them versus just like I see their name pop up as an order comes through and then get an automated thank you email. So this is something that will also generate like return customers. Um, and when they you are launching something, the next time you're launching something, you're launching something new, these are the people who are gonna be, you know, they'll remember that you 
had this high touch and that you were super personable and they'll be more willing to support you the next time you do something. Um, so now I'm going to get a little bit into numbers for you. So, okay. I'm, I'm giving you my numbers. I'm not basing this off of like any kind of study. Once again, I am not like as expert on this. I'm just speaking through what I did and it it worked. So um, like I said before, start teasing early. I don't have a number on this. I don't know how many stories you should post, but I would just say like consistently every day or other day, a little tiny tease about it on your story. doesn't have to be the whole story. It can be like one slide of your story um, for at least, I think, two to three weeks prior. Um, and then I think you need at least five posts before the launch. Um, one that's like a little bit coy. <laughs> you don't give them all the information. Um, you create excitement around it. You ask like questions in that maybe that post about like what they'd be excited about, what colors they want, whatever. And then the post after that, you actually you start showing them the product a bit more. Um, and you kind of, as you get closer, you reveal more and more. So people actually were like, now they're seeing the product. They know what they're going to get. They may be already in their brain or like, oh, I want that pink and silver ornament. And that's in their brain. And so they know like, oh, okay, well, that one might sell out quickly. So I need to actually be on it and, and get that one right away. A confused buyer doesn't buy. And I think I've said this a bunch of times. Once again, it's like the idea I said at the very beginning of this episode, um, sometimes people don't know what they want <laughs> and you leaving it up to them is sometimes seems like a good idea, but it's not. You need to show them what they want and then they they feel like they made the decision, right? It's like obviously they made the decision of which one they wanted, but you provided the choice and you made the choice easy. People, especially around this time of year, are not looking to make hard choices. Maybe other times of the year when they're willing to, you know, commission a custom like a large custom painting because they have the time for it. They're not trying to buy a million gifts for people all at once. They can, you know, be more open to that customization. But right now, I don't know if customizing is always the best way to go. I might eat my words on this because I do think that the customized stuff that I've done has also worked out really well, but I think it's worked out well because I started it early and there was not as much chaos as there is in like the month of December. where was I? Okay, so I keep getting off track, but basically, so numbers. Post at least five posts. Of the la- of the five posts, the last three should be very clear. Like they can see what the products are. They can get in their mind's eye like what they want. Um, I also, um, if you don't have an email list, like get one. <laughs> um, email your dad. <laughs> have him forward it to all of his friends. You know, email your mom. Have her do the same. Just. People can always unsubscribe, right? Like, and honestly, if they see an email from you, they're already getting so many emails from all these big brand companies, big name companies that like, if they see an email from you, they're going to be like, actually probably um, interested and it's going to, they're not going to just press, they might press delete, but I think there's, they're not going to be nearly as annoyed as, as the, you know, the first email they received from you versus the hundredth email they received from Starbucks. So don't be self-conscious about it. Just send the freaking email. It's just an email. Like I think we get, I know I needed to tell myself this so many times. Like I would get so self-conscious about the emails. I don't know why. Like it felt so much more like intimate for some reason, these emails. Um, but get over it. Like people really aren't 
that offended by an email. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not at this point, I'm pretty desensitized. And sometimes I get excited when I see like an email from somebody I actually wanna, you know, even if I just like get to see it and it looks, oh, it's pretty, you know, or for example, I, um, I love Maplewood Brewery and they send these awesome newsletters. It's like a little calendar at the beginning of the month of like what beers are gonna be coming out this month. I don't buy half of them but I like to see the calendar. It's cute. I'm like, oh my gosh, they have this really cool beer. Like maybe, maybe I'll get it. Like, it's kind of fun to be like, oh, this is fun. Like maybe I'll get it. I think my boyfriend and I always open them up together and we're like, ooh, which beers look fun to buy? Make your, your emails can be fun for people to see. Like they're, they're not a dreadful thing. And they, you know what, they're honestly, I have to say, I think I can see a direct correlation between how many emails I send and my sales. I really can. Um, more so than I can see even from Instagram posts. Instagram posts are like consistent in every day. Um, when I actually am on my A game with my emails, people take notice. It also just sets you apart and makes you seem more serious <laughs> or more professional when you have, you know, you're actually sending email blasts and um, you don't have to make it super like commercially, super salesy. Like it can, I always usually have a personal letter of some sort within each email. So don't feel icky about the emails, send at least three. Honestly, that is like, I would say at least three um, about this launch that you're doing. And because the thing is, it's like each email doesn't have to be like, the launch is coming. It could be an email that's like, hey, here's a new painting I just did. Also, I'm launching this thing on such, on such and such a date. And then the next email after that is like, maybe it, it slowly goes from the bottom of the email up to the top of the email. Like you have it in there, it's like coming soon. And each email as you go, it moves up higher and higher onto um, that top, of, to the top of the email and into the actual uh, line, you know, into the actual subject of the email. So kind of have a little bit of a strategy around that. And I will also say on a different note, um, have a way for, have an upsell. So for example, um, with a launch, this is what I did, because also like Black Friday, it's like a sale. Orders of $50 and more get 15% off. So it immediately encourages people to buy more than one ornament because they know they're gonna get a discount. So, okay, here's a mistake I made. Okay, I'm gonna be quite honest with you. Um, I did free shipping on everything. That was a mistake. I definitely ate into a lot of my profit by doing that. I should have done orders of $50 and over get free shipping because I, people who just bought one ornament, the margin was really small. If you're listening to this about you bought an ornament from me, don't feel bad. <laughs> I made this mistake. Um, next year, I'm going to have a minimum dollar amount and I think it's, well, actually going forward, I'm, I think site-wide I'm doing 50, orders of $50 plus is free shipping because the margin's too small for me then it doesn't even make sense it's a lot of work for very very little um so be cognizant of that as well that's like just a side note in a lesson have a threshold of a dollar amount for free shipping and have an upsell so therefore once again they're the 50 dollars they're encouraged to buy more and then if there's like a 15% off an X number, X dollar amount, like that's also an encouragement to go up. So 
I pushed these ornaments and that was kind of like at the forefront. It was like a new thing, a novel thing I haven't done. People have seen my watercolors, I've seen my acrylic paintings. However, I did want to like keep a little bit of a comfortability in this where I was like, it's a floral collection and here are a couple watercolors that you could get to and a couple acrylics. Did I sell any of the acrylics? No. Did it make for some good content to mix up just all of the ornaments? Yes. Was that strategic? Yes. Um, did I plan on selling these acrylics? Not necessarily. I was like, maybe someone will buy them if they're looking at an ornament and they think it's pretty. People are already going to, so the idea was people are already going to my website because they want to see these ornaments and then they're going to see this pretty new painting. It, maybe it'll pop into their head that they want it. That's another way to upsell. It's like they're already there at your website. You have their eyeballs. What else are you going to sell them? What else are you going to sell them that is more of your usual product? You know, for example, like ornaments. I don't do ornaments all year round. I do watercolors and acrylic paintings all year round. So I don't want them to just look at my watercolor or just look at my ornaments. I want them to look at those things too. So did I sell a lot of them? No, I did sell a few watercolors though. I was kind of surprised. I wasn't really on a, expecting to sell much of that at all. Um, but I think it was because people's eyeballs were already there because they came for the ornaments and they saw other stuff. So don't put all your eggs in one basket. And if you are directing people and you're making something exciting, show them the possibilities of what other stuff you do, but lead with the product that you're launching. But once they get there, they'll see new things. So what else do I have to say? Okay, so now I'm kind of giving you guys all of a, some numbers. I've given you stuff leading up to the launch. Um, Okay, so now when the actual day comes of the launch, be on your Instagram, be on your, have your face on the, on your story. Um, also post a picture of yourself. <laughs> when I posted a picture of myself holding my ornaments, it performed so much better than just my ornaments. Uh, it's the algorithm. It sucks, but it's true. And people also just like to see you too. It's like suddenly it's more personal. They see who they're buying from. You know, they know who's, who made it and i think that that there is so much power in that when people like knows who what hands made their work because like obviously if you listen to this podcast you're an artist and you are you know making things with your hands but people like to see the face behind it and there's power in it and don't even don't be afraid to put your picture in an email blast too by the way um i didn't necessarily i didn't do that this time around but when i launched my patreon um i did that with my email and i think i got far more responses because people like seeing a face invokes empathy right like it, it people immediately like there's more of an emotional connection when they see your face than when they just see a product um, it's just human nature. It just is what it is. So post your face, have your face present on your stories, talk about what you're doing. I, I think I was a little, I, I was unsure about how this was gonna go over. I gave people also multiple ways to buy. So as I said before, I directed people to my website. I kind of wanted them to go through my website. It was just easier. Um, however, when I posted uh, my ornaments, I numbered them and I said, comment the number you want below or DM me the number you want below. So once again, it allowed people to, I encouraged people to DM me. So people did DM me and I spoke to them. Um, I then also directed them to my website too, to buy it. Or I was like, you know, I do occasionally, if it's somebody I know, like I'm, I'm cool with them Venmoing me um, 
or you know they commented below but it gives multiple ways for people to to buy so it just creates it's easier right like create less resistance if they can just comment below and claim it like that if that's what they want to do and that feels some people that doesn't feel natural they prefer to go like the traditional route of going through a website some people just like want to like boom, say number two and claim it and move on and know that you're going to reach out to them about it um, and that it's theirs. So giving multiple avenues for people to buy um, for, you know, once again, obviously I'm talking about small business products. I'm not talking about like large, you know, companies doing this. Like that wouldn't work. That'd be chaos. Um, But for you, like that, that, that works just fine. I think at a certain point you have to cut that off if you're getting like really big, cause that would just get out of control and keeping track of it would be ridiculous. Um, but if you're small enough where that can still work for you, by all means, like it still works for me. I think I'll probably get to a point where that would be chaos and I just need people to go through my website so that I can keep everything together. So, but at this point, creating less resistance was, um, was fine for me. Okay, so after, you know, once again, you've made, created multiple ways to buy. Um, I think it's important to let people know that things are selling. This creates a sense of urgency. Obviously it can be a little bit tacky at times, like everything's going and selling. Like you don't wanna be like obnoxious about it. I might've been a little too obnoxious about it. I don't know. I just wanted people to know what had sold. So people weren't like DMing me multiple times with the same ornament and I had to be like, sorry, it's sold. So like I was trying to keep people aware of what was still available. but I think people being able to see what has sold and that it's selling quickly, it creates a sense of urgency, like I just said. Um, and also, I think it kind of is like a herd mentality. It's like, oh, other people are buying it. Like they might've felt weird because it's like you're a small business, right? It's like, you're not Amazon, you're a small, you're like one person. And if it's somebody who isn't super familiar with your work yet, and there's not like as much comfortability there, um, seeing that other people are buying it, it's like an assurance for them too. I think that there's something to that for sure. And I also think as you sell things on your website, move the stuff that has sold down the web down on the website. So always keep things that are available at the top because if people just start scrolling through and they have to search for what is available, and we've said this before on another episode, they have to search like crazy for something that's available. It's just, it gets annoying really quick. So make it, make it easy for them. It's at the, right at the top. Have your, once again, I had my ornaments at the top of the website because that's what I want people to come. That's what kind of drew people in. And then as you scroll down, you can see the watercolors and the acrylics I did and the other products I have on that page. So, cause you're like, once again, they're already on that page. You have their eyeballs. They're gonna scroll down anyway to see what's there. So, um, but keep the thing that you drew them in for in the first place needs to be at the top. Okay, what else? So after you've, you know, let them know what has sold, you create a sense of urgency, you create a herd mentality. God, it sounds like a freaking cult that I'm... (laughs) It sounds so... It does sound sleazy when I break it down, but it's not. It's like a strategy, right? Um, Okay, so let me be... Let's be honest. Like, what did I not do well? Okay, so as I said before, I admitted um, I shouldn't have done the free shipping on, like, just one ornament. The margin was too small. Mistake. Um, Next thing... Um, I should have done different sizes of ornaments. Um, I should have done, I don't know about different shapes, but I should have done some ornaments that were 
like big ornaments, you know, so people could do like people once again it's the upsell it's like ooh, that's pretty and maybe it's not like an ex- insanely expensive but it's like twice as much for like a massive ornament like that would be cool I think that's what I'm going to do next year um I also think I might have had too many different I, I think I did I know I did I, I had too many different variety uh, varieties of ornaments I think I should have kept it a little more streamlined in like the designs that I was offering um I'll do a poll on that actually. Like I'll take my own advice and see if people agree with me or not. But I think having some established designs that I do would also A, ensure people like them because I would do a little bit of you know, testing and polling on Instagram to be like, which do you like better? Um, so that I can guarantee people are going to be excited about them rather than someone feeling like, the last ornament that they got is like the worst one. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like I felt kind of bad for the last two ornaments. They were both were beautiful, but like they felt like slim pickings at that time, especially because they, all the ornaments were different. It's like, well, why are those two like bad? And they weren't bad. It was just like, because I was, they weren't all as streamlined. It was, does that make sense? I think so. Like, I think I need to have just a little bit more, obviously they were all floral, <laughs> but I think maybe having multiple, like one ornament design and I have like five available of that one design, right? So that like, if you also like that design, it's not like, oh shoot, it's already sold out already. So people, like five people could buy an ornament that while well, all hand painted, all unique in their own way, um, could get that same design if they wanted it. Cause I did have many people reach out about the same ornament that they were interested in. And I think it's a little bit of a turnoff when like the, the one ornament you wanted sold out. So that was something I would do different. Um, what else would I do different? I don't know. I feel like maybe I, oh, 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 back to the shipping. Um, guys, I'm nervous about some of these ornaments getting there in one piece because, okay, I did not measure the box beforehand. So I'm, I'm doing USPS and the box was a little small. The one ornament, the ornaments are a little snug in there. With the small, if I only ship one ornament at a time in a small box, um, I don't know why USPS does not have multiple sizes for small of their small flat rate shipping boxes. They don't. Um, next year, I'm just gonna not do the flat rate box and just get boxes that are specifically the correct size um, for these ornaments because. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know what I was thinking. So that was a little scary. I hope everyone gets their ornaments in one piece. I think they'll be fine. There's a frick ton of bubble wrap in there, but um, I definitely am having a little bit of anxiety. So that once, yeah, that was just a fail on my part. But honestly, maybe that's like boring for you guys to hear. But I want to be honest about like this was not perfect. I am no expert in launches. Um, I want you guys to be. Um, I want full transparency about what I'm doing and what I'm learning in the process and how I'm going to improve for next year. Um, I'm already thinking about how I could make these ornaments fancier. Like I kind of cheaped out a little bit, (laughs) not cheaped out. Like these ornaments are nice, they're glass, but they're from Amazon and they have like the silver top. I think next year I'll get like nice gold tops with like, and I'll kind of do a little bit of an upgrade on the ribbon as well so it's like fancier and like silk or something um and then i maybe will charge a little more because of that 
because this year I was just reluctant to invest in materials in case nobody was interested. So I think I don't regret, you know, not doing like super fancy ornaments because what if nobody bought one and then I was stuck and I'd spent a lot of money. I think next year I'll feel more comfortable um, kind of scaling up on my on my materials. Um, yeah, this was a little bit of a ramble. I hope you guys followed. I am just kind of spewing out all of the different things that I've learned and things that I um, did well and things I didn't do well. So with that, next week, Aaron will be on. It won't just be me here rambling. We're going to be um, maybe doing something. We'll, pro- we'll be doing something probably holiday oriented next week for you guys. Um but let me know what you thought of this episode. Do you like hearing about this sort of thing? I want to know. So I'll do a poll. <laughs> Take my own advice. And we'll do a poll on Gesso Girls. Um, and I will also do a poll on my personal Instagram. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you could leave a review, um, that would mean the world to us. We read everyone and we so appreciate them. They all also help us get new listeners. And it's, it's totally free and it's a free way to just really help us. Um, and help spread the awareness of the podcast. So with that, have a great rest of your week and stay tuned for next week.